welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. We are back uh, after a week off. Well, not really. We released a little bit of something from our Patreon on the feed. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. this week we are back with a full-on review. We've got a much longer episode than a normal episode, more than likely, uh, and much longer than last week's episode, because we are reviewing... What are you laughing about? It's longer, like a turtle penis. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. God. Damn it, Bill. Hi. Yeah, that was the, the pre-show discussion, um, <laughs> and that just was wrong. Uh, so, we are not talking about turtle dicks. We are talking about... Anymore. Anymore. We are talking about Trigun Badlands Rumble, and it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. If you mm-hmm. want to stop... To watch the movie first, if it's one you have not seen, go to either Hulu.com, they have the subtitled version on there, or if you have Funimation, they have both the subtitled and the English dub available to you to watch. So if you are one of those people that like to watch before you jump into one of these episodes, mm-hmm. go enjoy the uh, the movie, and uh, we'll be here when you get back. All right. No, I like for... to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. From a closet. You're all Dressed as Superman. <laughs> uh, like, what? We are going to talk about Badlands Rebel. We're going to jump right in, I think. Uh, unless you guys have anything you want to talk about, discuss. I um, do have... Yes. A little tuning Japanese... Business. Business. Business! Um, About to pick up. I tallied together mm-hmm. our top five episodes. Okay. The three of us and... Since Matthew was so kind to yes. give us give his top his? five. Yes. And he's our Patreon subscriber. He is. Thank you so much, Matthew, for becoming our very first Patreon subscriber. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, and hope you, guys, hope you all enjoyed that bonus episode. We released two episodes a couple of weeks ago in the same week. Mm-hmm. Uh, next mm-hmm. patron to come in, a minimum of $1 until August 31st, we will release another bonus episode. So bring on those donations come if on. you can. Get um, on it. So his mini reward. Mm-hmm. Was getting included in the waiting. So what I did is I laid out every episode. Okay. Number one's got five points. Okay. And so on till the, the number five got one point. All right. Okay. Tally those points up. To determine the best Trigon episode. Yep. According uh, to the four of us. Among the four of us. Okay. Of, all right. Yeah, I, 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 I like it. Bring it on. Well, do you want to do just the top five or? Well, we need to at least it? do the top six. Okay. Because I have a lot of ties. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Tied for first. Okay. Start with first place. Three-way with tie? seven points. Seven okay. points. Is Paradise, episode 23. Okay. Awesome. That makes sense. I can see that being up there. And episode 12, Diablo. Okay. Fair Interesting. enough. Interesting. All right. So both of those made the top episode. I can totally see why. Uh, neither of them made my top five, but I can see the appeal of both those episodes. Also, cool. I, I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. I took my bottom five mm-hmm. and used those for negative points. Okay. Wow. Just in case. All right. The, well, just Sorry, to, Andrew. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's probably part of it. That yeah, could be. <laughs> they kind of cancel it out if, I'm, if I think Yeah, no, I, I, I think it will in a couple. Yeah. In second place, with mm-hmm. six points, we have episodes 24 and 25, Sin and Live Through. So a lot of love for those later episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. A lot of love for the later episodes. Uh-huh. Because in third place, tied for five points, okay. was episodes 26, Under the Sky So Blue. Right, the finale. And episode 18, Goodbye for Now. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Um, then we have a tie at four points, mm-hmm. 21, Outer Time, and three, Peacemaker. Okay. Okay. At fifth place, with three points, another tie. <laughs> Jesus. Ton of ties. Christ. 10 and 11, Quick Draw and Escape from Pain. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, hey, hey! It didn't yeah. get it didn't get knocked off. That's true. There you go. And BDN and Truth of Mistake are both two pointers. Okay. Cool. Interesting. That so there you go. Interesting. And uh, I don't have the names of the episodes in front of me right now, but I, I didn't finish it. I was doing this right. Well, that's okay. We though. had some one pointers and I had some negatives. Okay. Episode 16 was a negative five. Oh, wow. Ouch. But that was because that, 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 that was your... My number one number least one favorite. Least yeah, favorite. So that, and it wasn't on anyone else's list. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Wow. That's interesting Ooh. math there. Thank you for bringing the math. Yeah. Yep. We're gonna, this is Bill Does Math, right. our new segment. So uh, It could be Josh Does Math. Oh, well, God. That, that is really no. true. That no. is really true. So, Bill, where did you get the information of Matt's top five? I mean, where can our lis- listeners find that information? Don't be stupid. <laughs> I'll help him out here. That would be on our Facebook, Josh. Uh, oh, really? Yes. We have a Facebook. We do. Facebook.com slash TuningJapanese. You can also follow us on Twitter at TuningJapanese. You, you know can... we have it. You yes. made it. What? It's there. Don't let him be stupid. Patreon.com slash TuningJapanese to help us financially. And hey. leave us a five-star rating or review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. So now you have something else to talk about in the break card. Josh, do you have any background information? You're the background guy. I usually do research on the animes and stuff. So do you have anything to tell us about specifically, apparently not the way you just reacted. Oh, my God. About one job. You had one job. The one time somebody lets you do your bit. (laughs) And you're not fucking ready. All right, all right. He's got, he's good. He's good. He's got Wikipedia up. We're we're good to go. It was produced by Madhouse in Japan. uh, Distributed also in Japan by Clockworks. Yeah, that's that said that on the mm-hmm. screen. It was released on April twenty fourth, two thousand and ten. Directed by Satoshi Nishimura, and the screenplay was by Yasoko Kobayashi. There you go. Obviously, taking inspiration from Naito's uh, work on the manga and everything else, but pretty much an original series in and of itself. And one of the things that you'll probably notice not too far into the movie, is that certain characters that should not be alive at the end of the series show up in this movie. So it is. Obviously set up somewhere between, Bill, you're going to give me shit for this again, when Vash meets Wolfwood and when, before Wolfwood dies. So yes. Between, so yes. it's between Murder Machine and Paradise. Absolutely, because that no. relationship has been established. No shit. Um, now, what's interesting uh, about this is, you know, I like when when we get these like kind of one-time movies off of big series like this. Cowboy Bebop did that with their movie. And uh, that particular movie also, just like the Trigun movie, it happens somewhere in the middle. And it's not overly clear exactly where it is. And I don't think it really necessarily matters. Now, we can speculate a little bit on the way that the characters interact with each other. Hey, I just use this magic thing I have in my pocket. And it says it's between 9 and 12. Really? Well, that's kind or, of... I'm sorry, 9 and 11. Okay. So what happened So in... what happened between 9 and 11? Yes. <sighs> Never forget. Sex. After after Vash has met Wolfwood, but before Legato closes in. Okay, there you go. So 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 before before we get the El Diablo episode, right. so right. before like you said, before we get some gun guns. Yeah, that's what I figured. It was it. The relationships are a little bit more fun. There's still a lot of fun. This is before shit got serious, before the tonal shift. So and this it is reflected in this film. I as for anything else, I really not anything. Uh, Stands out. 2010, right? 2010. So this uh, so was... So this is much further down the line. And right. y- you can notice, obviously, with the change of moving and, you know, doing this in 2010, uh, graphically, some interesting choices, uh, some things I don't really like graphically in this, but overall, still fairly consistent with the world of Trigun. The animation has improved, that is for sure. Well, and in some ways. 
I, I like the animation in this movie. But that, 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 we we'll can, talk about it. We we'll can talk about review. that. Yeah. So, yeah, this came out three years after the manga ended. Okay. So, they, do you, know, do you know? And you can say you don't if that's fine. But did this. Stop that. Um, do you think that this came from a direct story from the manga? Or was this an, an original? I think it's an original story. Okay. I would assume that uh, the uh, the writing credit would have gone to Yasuhiro Naito. Okay. I'm sorry. I just like that Bill is, is grinning and Googling to make sure and seeing if you're right or not. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> I didn't realize you, you started your new job with the smoking gun <laughs> and PolitiFact. Uh, I'm one of the smoking guns. <laughs> Are you Billy I, or Bart? Billy, because obviously I'm Bill. Oh, yeah. That's good and point. Bart needs a partner. Bart does. That is true. Billy has a career. That's true. Well, what happened to Bart? Bart Gunn had he a got career. Knocked he got knocked the fuck out by, by Butterbean. Butterbean. Yeah. Well, I mean, after that, though. I mean, no, he's still career. unconscious. <laughs> he got knocked out by Butterbean. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> Worst um, idea ever, the brawl for it all. Yeah, no, cool. it was not a bad idea. It was a bad execution. So we're reviewing a movie here. Let's let's, movie, yes. let's let's get started. So in our intro, we get a strange opening with wind, kind of a windstorm blowing. We get a lot of debris kind of flying around. We see bullet casings and uh, Bill. Yes, he's in CG. Ugh. I know. I know. He, usually, usually I don't mind CG. CG too much, but I after watching all of Trigun and especially watching it again, going right from finishing up and our talking about the series and rewatching it to this. I was not a fan. We also get a uh, a, a dice that kind of goes, or a die rather, that goes rolling through the through the sand, which will play a part a little bit later yeah, as right. part of the story. To we get bank. we get some people talking. I love on the, the no bank robbers allowed. Yeah, the, the no bank robbers allowed is is, is pretty good. That is uh, before we we get to that opening scene though, we do hear uh, some people talking over the radios about a robber, and his name is Gasback, and apparently uh, Gasback is a bad dude because they say they need two squads. No. A platoon, a platoon. No, to take a, him out. Two, maybe three. Is it? No, I'll just send you a platoon. Yeah, it's right. Pretty. Uh, yeah, this guy. This guy's got a reputation. Obviously, he, he definitely does. Definitely yeah. has a reputation. And you want to know why Gasback got his name? Why? Pull my finger. I don't get it. <sighs> Pull my finger. Do you have one loaded in the chamber? <laughs> what, actually, what? yeah, a little bit. Oh no, I'm not going to do it. What? What a finger? <sighs> That's later in the episode, actually. Okay. In the movie. Oh, All right, yeah. right, how yeah. about this? How about this? What's Gasback's favorite food? What? Beans. I don't get it. He farts a lot. No, he doesn't. I don't remember him farting. Did you even watch the movie? Yeah. When do you fart in the movie? Well, obviously prior to the movie, and that's where he got his name Gasback. Why? Because he farted a lot. So apparently, uh, Gasback is, you know, he's, he's bad, and we get a scene here in Bocci City, Bocci, Bocci, B-O-C-C-I, I think is the name of the city. Bocci. Bocci, Bocci. I think they say Bocci. I don't know if they ever say his name, or say the city's name. Bocci Ball. Um, we get a shot of the city complete with a glowing plant, uh, kind of a cool shot of the overall town, and then a shot of the closed bank with your favorite statue, uh, which No bank robbers, says, please. No bank robbers, please. I love that. Yeah, it's great. If that only worked. And <laughs> I mean, it has a vent till now. A big guy with a die opens it up, and apparently there's food inside the die. Is this a Japanese thing, Josh? I, they were uh, I don't think it's a Japanese thing. I think it's like those little meal bars that Wolfwood had oh. um, in Murder inside Machine. Of a, inside of a die? Inside of a little die box. I thought they were chiclets. I, I kind of thought maybe they were chiclets, too. Like, this guy's, like, really in the gum. This guy is Gasback, and he's talking about how life... Is a struggle for resources. Go ahead, uh, say it. I know I, you yeah, want to. I, resources excel. It's a struggle for resources. There we go. Uh, so <laughs> he's talking to the bank workers that he has tied up, and uh, they get into a little bit of an argument. 
and the bank workers get on his case, saying that people had to work really hard for what they had in this town. Uh, that doesn't jive with Gasback, who says that the town is lucky and kind of took their resources from other people in other places. Right. But one of his goons is uh, stealing someone, like a little pendant, and Cashback comes in and just flicks him in the head hard as hell. Weird. It's kind of weird. It's actually, as a form of punishment and a corrective device, it actually works really well. Yeah, but also he's superhumanly strong trigger finger. That's why he's like, Ah, not knocking him out with his trigger finger. That's true. (sighs) So, yeah. You know this guy's name is Kane, right? Yes, Yes. it is. He has a fucked up face, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is before the gung-ho guns thing, right? This is true. Wow. Interesting. I think that Kane was Uh. was spelled K-A-N-E, though. This was spelled C A C A I N E. I'm gonna Google that later because he doesn't. We don't. He don't. He doesn't really die. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, so yeah, he flicks Kane uh, for stealing that thing, and he says that legitimate businesses are bad because they don't. They don't steal the money from people directly. Directly, directly right? Yeah. They, he they, likes they, to see the looks on their faces when he steals them. Exactly. Oh, by the way, it's like the whole Joker, like you know why I use knives. Right. It's exactly like <laughs> yeah. that. It's Absolutely. never, it's never fully mentioned. But Gasback's full name is Gasback Gallon Getaway. Makes a little bit more sense because uh, he's got gas on his back and he's getting away. Like he's got plenty of gas. I don't know, but he's voiced by John Swayze. Is he related to Patrick? I. The time of my life. Oh, good lord. Um, who sings that? On you. <laughs> who sings that? Some fucking guy <laughs> named me. Someone help me. Someone someone get me out of this episode. Help me out here. Uh, hey, hey, you wanted us to do this. Uh, the, I thought the fans would want it. Anyway, so the, <laughs> they, they break open the bank vault, and apparently it's full of crazy-ass traps. Yes, it's, which, like, a, it's like a Mega Man and Castlevania like a, episode. I was at Mario movie. level, but... Yeah, yeah, no, I think all of that is, is very apt. Can uh, we do a YouTube series where Josh just badly sings songs and, like, people make fun of him? Yeah. Like, they can rest quest songs or him the fuck up. Yeah, and they, and they and they won't get in trouble and get taken down because it's nothing like the original song. <laughs> so there's that. I guess it's up to Josh. Yeah, they they go down and there's like uh, a, there's like crazy things flying right. at them and and like death traps. I, I, and I kind of figure the imagery uh, that we're seeing here, where where Gasback and his goons are going through the hallway of death, would be like how we would do it. Bill would be Gasback, so he's more or less calm doing it, and the rest of us are like, "Oh my God, fuck shit, shit, shoot it, shoot it, fuck, 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 shit, shit, shit!" And Bill grabs a grenade out of my hat, and it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I can yep. definitely see that. That yeah. is that is where I would keep grenades That's... in my hat, <laughs> definitely, huh. within arm's reach, but not too far away. My favorite part about that whole scene is the beginning, with that where they use the the statue, the statue yeah. to uh, hold no up. robbers, please. Yeah, it so, knocks so, the sign out of his hand. Yeah, it's so good. The workers name drop Vasha Stampede because, of course, you can't go like a whole like. Yeah. No. You can't go super long in this without right. mentioning Vash. Well, they're lamenting. And they bring up Vash because they're lamenting over the fact that Gasback ruins banks wherever he goes. Like, he takes everything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, hey, it could be worse. We'd be dead, like, if that Vash guy were here. And then the, the one the one in attendance is like, okay, we're, we're lucky it's Gasback. We're lucky that it's Gasback. But... There's we, someone crying in the corner. A familiar voice is crying in the corner about a donut. But first, before we figure out who that is... Gasback makes it to the end of the traps with his men, and they get the goods, and they start loading it into a truck, and we get a good shot uh, of some Thomas tails. So again, with, with boxes. Yep, we that's going to come in later. Yep, we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, talk about that later. Kane eventually uh, goes back in with Gasback and turns on him. Yep, Gasback 
seems uh, kind of like a bad robber because he talks about how, essentially, Kane says, you've taken all the money that we've robbed. And you and put you it into the put next it into job. the next job, and we have no money left over. You just continuously spend all of our money to get more stuff. He, he's like a robbery artist. Yes. Like he is obsessed with having the perfect yes. robberies, not giving a shit about the things he takes. Right. Just right. that he did it. Right. Yeah. And he's a thrill seeker. Yeah, he wants them. He yeah, he's a thrill thrill seeker. He wants the notoriety. You know, he he's not about the actual end result, which Whereas, of course pisses off Kane because Kane Kane is a greedy, lazy bastard. He wants in, money. Only anime would you have such a weird motivation. That is honestly yes. Mm. Like not even in like superhero stories. Like would you have something like that? I feel like the like Western superhero stories. I've not seen anything like that at all. Not really. No. Like, I, mean, I know. Like, that's kind of like why Riddler left. Riddles Riddler, is... Mysterio, maybe a little bit. Like, isn't he kind of like no? Like, Mysterio like all about pretty the flashiness. Much just, and... He's no. flashy, but he's still out for himself. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Flashy is just what he knows. Yeah. It's his tool, not necessarily that it's okay. His motivation. Well, what, 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 yeah, isn't it Riddler? He leaves. He leaves the uh, Riddles because he's obsessive compulsive. Basically, yeah. He like he has to leave clues. He has to prove that he's smarter than the person chasing him. Right. Right. Like yeah. giving them a sporting chance. Right. Kane's uh, revenge pretty much goes in the form of shooting Gasback in the eye. Which is pretty straightforward. Yeah, no, yeah. just kind of just well, well, caps him in the face, yeah. But that's the thing, though. You see that his eye is still there, and it still works, but later we'll see him with a with an eye patch, so... Well, I mean, could have yeah. done enough damage that, like, you know, just right. couldn't get it. They probably had to remove the bullet. Right. And, oh. you know, I, I can't imagine that the science back then and the... And you know, going to a doctor would be that advanced. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah, so uh, Vash throws a coin to stop a bullet. Uh, it, it's a C-cent. Yes, it, it is. I think it's, it's a 10-C-cent. I think so. And it's just in time to stop Kane stop from, Kane from shooting and killing Gasback. Yeah, and Gasback gets so pissed. It looks like a block the hammer of the gun. <laughs> he flicks mm-hmm. him nigh to death. Yeah, we get flick after flick after flick, which is just crazy. Uh, Kane eventually begs for mercy. God, Mom, stop! And uh, Vash is now there, and he's got Gasback around the, the foot, and he's screaming... <laughs> You're standing on my donut! The three-second rule! Three-second rule! I know. Which is just freaking... Amazing. Weird. It's fast. They had to shorten that up in the Old West, apparently. Yeah, because it was ten... It's usually the ten-second rule. Five. I thought it was ten. (laughs) Maybe the way you play it. Oh, Oh, man, I've waited too long to grab food off the floor. (sighs) So uh, I, love, I love a dog. So basically, if you let go of it, it's gone. So, yeah, so during enough. that scene where Vash is like clinging to Gasback, and Gasback's like, "What the hell are you doing?" One of the bank workers then realizes, "Oh shit, it's Vash." That's Vash the Stampede. Right. I love these flailings, grabbing him by the leg. Uh, while all this is also going on, Vash is still um, hugging Gasback. Yep. <laughs> he's demanding that he gives back his donut. That he eventually throws Vash. Around and yeah, that's when the bank bank workers realize that it's Vash because his wanted poster literally falls on his face, which is a nice, a little really touch. nice little effect there. Um, th- this actually gives an opportunity for the other robbers to get away, leaving Gas back alone. They actually release a bunch of Thomases and more on boxes, that in a few minutes. Well, we're going to talk about it now, and I'll skip ahead if I have to. The boxes strapped to the Thomases are actually full of fucking rockets. And it's amazing. It is actually a pretty, pretty ridiculous cool. and cool sort of scene. And and I gotta say, as far as distractions to escape goes really good, because yeah, it wrecks the town a bit. And one about vaporizes Vash. Well, and one hits the plant and knocks out the power for a few seconds. And I know it's kind of a weird thing to point out, really weird detail, but the when the rockets go off, the Thomases' reactions 
just looks so great. No, they're, they're, they're that really, animation of them just the animation of them freaking out wow. was was pretty damn good. Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed that. The next day, there the news says that Vash <laughs> was the mastermind, mastermind. <laughs> uh, and we get a, we get a cool title card. Kanekasama. Yeah. First first sighting. Yes, we're, we're we'll get there. We get a cool title card before that, though, with a bullet that prints out no, the name was, of the that, movie. That was after, because Colonel Nekosama was sleeping on the newsstand. Whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> you can't, if you guys can't tell, we have the movie playing, so that way we don't miss something. 20 years later. Yeah, we, we jump 20 years later. Take a drink, uh, Bill. And before we jump that time, we actually get Meryl uh, giving a monologue here. And one, <laughs> oh, damn. And one of the things that you'll notice, he's saving all his alcohol for when we start season three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I'm that, hoarding. That, yes. <laughs> Meryl's horror bill. We, we hear Meryl's new voice in the dub, and it's not bad. It's uh, not Dorothy no, Fawn, no, but it's not no. bad. Like, it's actually pretty close to the to her voice. I watched the sub on my phone at lunch at work, so right. I have no idea. Right, absolutely. In this version, she's voiced by uh, Lucy Christian. And, uh, yeah, no, she does a pretty good job at sounding similar to uh, Dorothy Fawn. So, yeah, it's an interesting interesting voice. And we also see Millie, guys! Millie's here! And she also has a new voice actress. Yep. Uh, and, again, not bad. Not bad. Uh, well, not not. Trina Nishimura. There you go. And does a, does a pretty good job with it. She overall. definitely does. The, the, it's the thing. It's so funny. They're, they're getting hit on by a couple of uh, guys in the town. Yeah, a bunch of douches. Yeah. And, and the one and the one starts, gets his hands on, on Millie's shoulder, and she looks all tense and everything else, and the inevitable happens. Well, we get, basically, it's a callback. I think it's a callback to episode one. Inevitable happens, and the stun gun drops on the guy's foot. Yeah, we get a, a really nice callback to episode one, uh, where we see the similar sort of thing, where the sling breaks... The gun drops, it falls on the guy's foot. So, really cool kind of callback there. Right, uh, apparently, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Apparently, this town is overrun by bounty hunters? Yeah, it's, uh, and, uh, <laughs> overrun by bounty hunters. Another thing to point out was the giant bronze statue of some rich douchebag. Which we'll get to in a minute. And, oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, is worth five billion dollars, double dollars, rather, mm-hmm. uh, and Bernard Daly is there. To make sure that nothing happens to it. Because the word is that gas back may be coming into this town. <laughs> we get a shot of a sand steamer, Ooh, which is nice. I, I love the details that they have on the sand on this sand steamer. It doesn't they, they look do. like it's like a nice refined thing. It's like patched together. Oh, yes. Um, I, I love that look of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I really like, uh, there's some really cool like Mexican salsa music going on in the background, which is actually really the cool. The music does have a very uh, salsa feel to it. It goes back and forth between what I find really interesting and good music and stuff that I think takes me out of the, the feel of it a little bit. There are times where it's rather generic type of music, yeah. and then you have this very pronounced style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not anything like the original series where it's very kind of kind of yeah. kind of blues metal fusion even though metal comes from blues but we get we get a uh, a scene with a few of these bounty hunters and they're going to be our focus for the next like 10 minutes or oh, so oh yeah these guys and they're real assholes and they're, and, they and, <laughs> they they get some food they sit down and they, they get see smoked a, Thomas. They and, do, which and, apparently we find out is smoked Thomas is very rough, very rough because they're trying to peel it with a knife and, and they it's can't. not working. And uh, I, I have to point out you know, the two guys that we're focused on right now is a white guy that's balding and a black dude with very big lips. Yeah, I, I think uh, they're, they're a little exaggerated. Yeah, they went. They went. I'm sorry. Okay, guys, this movie came out nearly 20 years after the introduction of Mr. Popo and Jinx. 
I think Japan could get away from big lip. I guys. I don't think it's as bad, honestly. It, it, but, it could but be it, a lot worse. Yeah, but it, it's still not good. Yeah, it is a distinctive feature that they should not have really kind of <laughs> accentuated. <laughs> but uh, we are introduced to a woman with striking red hair right. who gets Vash's attention right away. Right, uh, right. Vash kind of starts pining over her. Uh, we, and we find out her name later. We do. We'll talk about that when we get to it. But I can at least give drop her. Yes, voice you can. Our lovely redhead is voiced by Conleen Clinkenbeard. And she kicks guys in the nuts. Yes, 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 she does. Uh, they, these guys obviously try to hit on her because, you know, it's the world of Trigun. That's what guys do. They're yeah. all asshole hornbags. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, she doesn't like being touched and kicks them in the balls for it. Yeah, and, um, uh, and they, these assholes, uh, keep being persistent. One of the other bounty hunters, a very, um, interesting guy with a design that you would think from a Street Fighter game. Yeah, I game. Would, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, he's like, <laughs> Making collar commentary gets beat up by the uh, assholes, and then they attempt to rape. Our yeah, lady. this things get a little rapey. This, this, um, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, though, they're interrupted. Yeah, Vash steps in and trying to find a knife. Yeah, basically says, "Hey, can I? Can I can, you got a knife, right? Can I borrow a knife? I really need to borrow a knife." I, yeah, I need mean, because he got to smoke Thomas as well. Once again, this is going to come in much later in the movie. Yeah, we get a <laughs> we get a fight scene here. Vash, you know, catches a knife. Breaks, uh, catches the knife, breaks it, and causes the two broken shards to implant into the foreheads of our would-be rapists. But just enough to just draw some blood. Draw blood, yeah. This yeah. is Vash we're talking about here. But, but it's so funny, like, the one just trickle out, but you see the one where he must have a very high-pressure forehead because yeah. it just, it comes out like a little blood geyser. Well, he's horny. That's what I was wondering. It was, that was a uh, taking the old uh, anime trope of the bloody nose mm-hmm. for someone horny, but instead it goes to to their forehead. Because yeah, there there it is. There's there, the blood yeah, there, geyser. There, there's the geyser. That sounds. You know what? That sounds like a Slayer song right that, there. Blood geyser is my. It's, a, it's, it's a, my favorite Slayer cover band. It, it, it's um, the uh, follow up to uh, Raining Blood. It's, it's was, true. Was a, it was a B side. Yes. So one of the dudes then goes off the deep end, demands the woman get on her knees, but Vash once again comes to the rescue and ends up tying them all up into a canvas bag. And they start firing off their gun. And that's uh, a bad thing, because apparently shooting your gun on, on a sand, sand steamer is not allowed. Yep, it and is forbidden. We get a scene, then, where they apparently just kick the assholes off. <laughs> yeah, the one once again, our Street Fighter-looking dude, he's like sitting there like, they broke the rules! We need to have them be punished! Like, yeah. he sounds like maniacal. He's almost. really, he's really antagonizing <laughs> this whole situation. Right. But it's hilarious because, you know, one of the vendors we see on the sand steamer earlier is applauding and she's with them when they're kicking them off the sand steamer. Good God, dude, you are you... Kind of an odd character. Very odd. Kind of my character. Kind of a shame we don't see him ever again. Well, we go then back to town. Back to town. And... We go back to town, and we get odd background music in the scene. I'm not a fan of the background music here. Millie and Merrill are met by Mr. Kepler, uh, who hides behind two giant tower shields, which is kind of a little overkill. And they uh, do their customary thing where they bring donuts. Yeah, and they defuse it like a bomb. They do. And uh, <laughs> apparently some he, he's worried. He's worried something bad is going to yeah, happen to him. Definitely. Um, but Millie and Merrill are just there to work on the insurance claim. Now, Mr. Kepler is voiced by Kent Williams. Maybe. And there's something more to him. Something familiar. Yeah, we find out pretty quickly. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there in just a minute. And they uh, said the, they've insured the statue? Yes. Yeah. For, for five, five billion, billion which is, double dollars. Sounds like a bad idea. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, whoever did that should be fired. And, well, Ber- they said that Bernard Daly is the, the most the most stingy, stingy of them. The insurance so, like, companies. So, like, they were able to... Talk it down to five billion. It was probably estimated as being even more originally. Yeah, Karen. 
Kurunekasama. Still, it's just a big bronze statue. There's, uh, there's number two. two. Number two there's for Kuro. There's number two for Kuronekosama. Number two for Kuronekosama. Yay! Millie uh, points out how he makes money without having to do a thing, which is, I think, my favorite line. Uh, she's <laughs> just kind of just like, wow, you just make all kinds of money without doing anything. <laughs> and Meryl's like, oh, oh, oh we're Foreshadowing. Go Foreshadowing. And then they're... The whole discussion about why they're there, and I love this imagery of Meryl essentially mimicking the uh, the pose of the statue while worried that it's going to get destroyed. They shouldn't insure things for mounts that would ruin the company. Probably true. That just seems like a dumb idea. Yeah, it's, really. Unless the premiums were that high that they were making huge amounts of money off the guy. But yeah, that seems like a, it, a yeah. bad investment. It, it Maybe does. they're thinking who would attack a statue. I suppose. Yeah. So we get the. There's Sandstorm. a lot of robot face people. Yes, there are. There are. I I, uh, I noted that somewhere along the, the lines. Individual that the individual designs of most of these bounty hunters. If you notice, there's not a repeat character design in any of these guys. No, the but concepts. every one of them has a piece of their face cut off and replaced by metal. Yeah. I one of the things I noticed. Are about, they metal heads? One of the things I noticed about this episode, or about this movie, I keep saying episode because it feels like an episode. It does feel like an episode. Uh, one of the things I noticed about this movie is the character design is kind of interesting. Um, there are a lot more inhuman-looking characters, really tall, kind of strange outfits, stuff like that. Right. <laughs> we get a scene with Vash kind of following this redhead around and uh, being really awkward and being Vash. She gives him He's... the cold shoulder the whole time. And he just keeps going and flirting and flirting. and she just Until she punches him in the mouth, and then <laughs> and he, he touches her. And this apparently skin causes to her skin contact. Yeah, it's actually a fun fun scene where he he <laughs> catches her, takes off her glove, and she breaks out in hives. Well, before that, as I was going to say, oh, he sorry. catches her her fist in his mouth. Yeah, which is kind of weird. And then yes, breaks out into hives. Yeah, he, um, well, he he does the weirdo thing. He pulls her glove pulls her glove off and then nuzzles her hand. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And that's what causes her to break out in hives. Very creepy. Right. Which, um, if I'm not mistaken, that wasn't a joke. That wasn't. She seems to legitimately, legitimately have a, allergic yes. to men. Yeah, she says actually, this is an allergic reaction. It happens when I touch idiots like uh, idiots like men. <laughs> uh, and, he, and I love Vash's response. He says, "What? Even a good-looking stud like me?" And she's like, "As if." Uh, she shows that she's packing heat uh, and says that she will shoot Vash. And uh, we get a scene where she's looking at a wanted poster, a little bit of foreshadowing of gas back. Yes, I've already um, figured the twist out of this. Point yeah, I know. At yeah. this point, I figured the the, the plot out too. There yeah. is there is one little part of it at the very end that definitely gets me a little bit kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. But for the most part, I have the uh, the whole plot figured out. Right. Uh, so he starts following her, asking her name, uh, touches her again. She gets all kind of itchy, and then they Chase run right that. into. Well, past, uh, past. Meryl and, and and Millie, and Meryl just gets a glimpse, and then she's like, oh god, no. <laughs> like, crap, it's Vash. So we go to a flashback! Yep, we get a flashback between Gasback and Kane again. So we, we reuse the, the footage again. We do, we do. Yeah. I mean, yes, but, you know... Grainy this time. In, in this it's all instance, grainy, grainy. They put this, a grainy filter on it. <laughs> in this instance, it makes sense, because that's where we make the connection that this guy, Mr. Kepler, is indeed Kane, and the uh, his buddies... The robbers are there as well. Right. Uh, the, so little, he... the short little guy named Dorino, whose voice... Dorito? Dorino. Dorito? Pretty much. Voiced by Sonny Strait, who's best known for doing uh, Krillin in the American Duds of DBZ. Ah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Interesting. He didn't get shot in the face in those flashbacks. He got thumped in the face. Right. So did he get thumped so hard it broke like his orbital bones and stuff? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what's going on, that he, he significantly yeah. injured him. That's, um, why, that's why he's pulling the... Uh, 
Phantom of the Opera look right now that just does not work for the guy. In the flashback, apparently Gasback is looking for revenge on all of them. We find out that he's already gained revenge on uh, Dorino, little, little, little shorty dude. He uh, basically lost his casino, and then uh, the Dorino, Dorino casino. <laughs> yes, the Dorino yes. casino. Yes, episode title. Yes, Dorino. <laughs> Dorino suggests that they run, but Kane refuses. And we get a shot back of Gasback. He's gambling. Uh, and then a bunch of uh, cops, I think, or authorities of some sort I think this is the up. first time we actually see the... Um, now that the uh, manga was completed, that there was some sort of governing body, and they had released a governing body to... Yeah, to try to take care of Gasback. Right. And we get, again, another scene very reminiscent of the first episode of Trigun, where they literally blow an entire building apart. Right. Um, and we get, uh, we get right the save... Yet. We get the save, uh, because Gasback is, is alive, because he's shielded behind... Oh, good lord! You're, yes. you're gonna get peek out like that. Uh, I know. The Punisher Cross, the Punisher Cross, indeed, uh, is uh, used to block and spare the life of Gasback. You know what's weird? Yes. As I was watching... I don't know. As I was watching the sub of this, uh huh. every time Millie calls Meryl ma'am, yeah. I actually hear her say senpai. Yeah. Huh! Yes, uh, Meryl is Millie Senpai. Interesting. But Wolfwood is voiced uh, this time by Brad Hawkins, not Jeff Nimoy. And you found out something interesting about this guy, didn't you? Yes, Brad a Hawkins. trivia. A uh, little, little bit of trivia here, looking up Brad Hawkins. Used to be in VR Troopers, and that as like a side character. No, he was the main character, the main guy in, yeah, in, in VR, VR Troopers. Barely remember that show. Yeah, I, I think I watched maybe like three or four <laughs> we episodes. are... VR. Oh, that was so terrible. <laughs> so bad. Oh man. Um, I, I don't. I don't mind the new Wolfwood voice too. I think it's pretty good. No, Again, I, I feel like job. all three of these uh, voice actors do a, Yeah, do do a good job. They really right. do. They do a really good job. Of course. So uh, we should point out. Yes, Vash is still voiced by Johnny Ong Bosch. Yep. So Wolfwood then unleashes the Punisher cross, and apparently he's now Gasback's bodyguard. Huh. Mm-hmm. We get a weird flashback of Wolfwood dying in a desert. Trying to put a dollar, a double dollar bill in, or a fifty double dollar bill, double dollar bill into in a, a Rocco's green water machine. Is that what it said? Yeah, it's a water vending machine, <laughs> and apparently he it didn't accept fifties. Yeah, why didn't he just shoot it? Because he's a man of the cloth. That like that's ever stopped him from doing yeah. anything underhanded. Also, he dying. actually makes an explanation as to why he kills without any real. All I am is a part of the life and death of people. That's why I fire a gun. Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't say it was yeah. a good explanation. Well, good point. It's senpai though, so I'm just gonna shrug it off and say that's still. Well, cool. anyway, Wolfwood is saved by Gasback, who's just like weirded out by this guy being in the <laughs> desert, like desiccating. He's just kind of like, well, I guess I've saved you, man. Breaks his 50. Basically breaks the 50 for him and gets him a water. And then now he's going to work for him as a bodyguard. He was, like, really impressed with the Punisher cross, too. He was like, you know, I probably should have just taken your gun. But something about you, I just decided to save you. His hands are way too big to use the Punisher cross. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we go back to Vash and the girl. Um, <laughs> Vash is not giving it up. He needs no. to give it up, bro. Like, he just needs oh, to man. stop. Vash apparently found her name. Her name is Amelia. She found it from the inn's register. <laughs> She's like... Wait a minute! You're staying in the same in the same hotel. And goes, we're staying in the same room, which is creepy as shit. And yes. takes she tries to kick him. He takes off her boot and nuzzles her foot. And once again, she busts out knives. Yeah, um, Bash really needs this. Man, why are you being? Oh, there he's he's overly creepy in this the, episode. The real. <laughs> Um, so they go to a bar and where they find Millie and Meryl who have two open seats, which are the only open seats apparently in the whole establishment. Convenient. Because um, of fate. Because of fate. And, uh, Vash says, hey, hey, there's my friends. You could, there's a seat open. We can both go over there. 
And uh, she's like, "Give me a seat by the bar. Two seats by the bar. No, one seat by the bar. No, all seats taken." And so they all sit together and get to know each other. And in my favorite scene from the entire movie. We get a drinking contest, kind of, between Vash and Millie. I don't think it's a contest. I think they're just both drinking a lot. They're chugging drinks. It's adorable. And I think when they finish the drink in the scene, Millie says, Wow, that's nine! <laughs> Which is, <laughs> holy shit. Right. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, discussing. You can tell what the food is in this, at least. Yeah, yeah it looks yeah, like eggs def- and salad. Fried rice. Yeah. Vash is eating fried rice. Oh, it's fried rice. Okay. It looked like, it looked like scrambled eggs for a second. I guess you can't tell what the food is in this. My favorite thing also about this scene is that Millie tries to sell Amelia life insurance. It's right. Just, it's just kind of like, I'm not saying anything bad about insurance salesmen, but it's that typical insurance salesman <laughs> mentality it's, it's, of it's like, a... hey, I just met you, but do you want insurance? Um, okay, here, read listen. this pamphlet. Eric doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, so, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Meryl bust, starts busting Vash's balls about why he's in town, and Vash says that he isn't here for the bounty. Uh, she almost bursts out calling Vash by his name in the middle of a crowded bar. Yeah. Um, and then but, stops herself. But chill, you know, chills the F out. And yeah, but it's just very just shenanigans. It's a really good uh, character scene between Vash and the girls. And we get a little bit more of Amelia. And granted, she's more quiet, but she's at least chilled out. Right now, she's Vash. quiet. Give yeah. it a little bit of time. She oh, yeah, it's going to get more interesting. Uh, Vash asks the girls if they're stalkers. I love that. Because <laughs> Millie responds by saying, no, because uh, we're only following you and we don't plan to kill you. <laughs> which, which, I guess, I mean, there are some stalkers who do that. I mean, I guess not all stalkers do that. But. Well, I guess yeah. to be a stalker, you just have to follow somebody around I unwanted. Vash gets dragged aside by Millie. By his ear. Basically starts shouting, he starts shouting, he's Vash, the stampede. Uh, he's like, hey, let go of me, I'm Vash the stampede, I'm going to do terrible things. To and get. the crowd loves it. The crowd starts laughing because they look at him and they're like, yeah, right. This skinny twerp. And he starts hamming it up, oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, I'm Vash, I'm, I'm the man with <laughs> the, the 60 billion double dollars. I love the look of dismay of Meryl. And Millie clapping along. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a great scene. <laughs> and um, playing along, oh, I'm scared. Yeah, she's having so, fun. And Meryl so is good. just distraught. It's pretty good. We and we cut away drinks. to Gasback, and he's planning out outside the town. Yeah. We get a shot of the statue. The fucking statue rotates, <laughs> right? What the fuck? He was going to go for the premium deluxe package that had theme music, but he ran out of money because he's paying Bernard Daly. I thought he was going to pretend it was a dildo. Gasback says that this will be the best job of his life, basically, to sum up that kind of long and boring scene. We cut yeah. back to the bar, which <laughs> is some of my favorite lines of dialogue from the entire movie, when Meryl is drunk out of her mind. and Amelia is tr- drunk. Oh, they're all drunk. But Meryl tries to talk, and she says, Was you even listening? I, I said the bronze statue has had the troubles. Gasback in the insurance... Yeah? <laughs> My company's hosed. <laughs> Gasback is the... is the... toilet. Drunk Meryl is the best. I think this is the only time we ever right. see Drunk yeah. Meryl. No, yeah, it's the only time we see her drunk. And then we get yet another rapist. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Trigon is full of rapists. They and, really uh, is. and Amelia is, this time, definitely dodging this guy like a drunken master. Oh, yeah, she basically <laughs> just calls him this. a shitbag. Yeah, you are a shitbag. Yeah, I love that. And then you call me into... scum? No, you're a shitbag. <laughs> so great. And then and she then, gets into a bar fight. And then she starts the bar fight. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Everyone draws their guns. Yep, so, yeah, we get, we get this whole kind of extended scene. Vash is sitting under the table with armfuls of bullets. He literally <laughs> snuck around the entire bar fight and took everyone's bullets. Every bit of ammunition. That might be one of the coolest that Vash is, moments. That is... <laughs> uh, we cut 
afterwards uh, to Vash carrying Amelia back through the streets. It's actually kind of a sweet scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where where she's overly drunk and he's trying to carry her back and to he's, the hotel. And he's, being a, he's doing the legit nice guy thing. He's, not act- he's being a little pervy. But not horrible. But not horribly. He, it's more of light. It's more lighthearted than and tongue and cheeky than anything else. Yeah. Amelia then tells the story from uh, twenty years ago when Vash let up. Gasback go, and uh, Vash states that Gasback must have stolen her first kiss, uh, which I, that's a funny little touch there. Gross and gross too when you find out the <laughs> ending. Honestly, when I think about it, I didn't knew the ending. Um, Vash mentions the uh, the fact that he you know cast a die, which is a reference from earlier. And then it ends with Amelia vomiting all over Vash's back. As it should. Yeah, with the steam rising and everything. Yeah, that was some hot vomit. Cause it... That really, <laughs> really was. Uh, we cut to a flashback scene of Amelia in her childhood. We get little Amelia uh, watching, Lee. There you go, watching her mother die. It's kind of a sad scene, obviously. And she tells... No shit. So she tells, anime tropey, though. She tells Amelia about a precious secret. Which we'll find out more about later. And Amelia's mother is voiced by Lydia McKay. There you go. Gasback prepares to strike. Once again, we get a scene where he's getting his people together. We get a small number of kind of these these scenes, and then Gasback attacks what seems to be the town. And uh, there's like, no. but we find out it's not later. Uh, there are all kinds of really weird robots protecting the town, <laughs> which I find kind of bizarre. It's kind of a, a weird scene. Well, it's not a town; is a factory, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah we yeah, find that we find out it's a factory at first. We think it's a town, but then we eventually find out it is. <laughs> you mean at first you think it's a town? Well, I think it's yeah, a town. Yeah. Uh, eventually, we find out we do find out it is the factory because in the next scene they say, "Oh man, Gasback didn't come here. Thank God he only attacked that uh that, that factory. That's that Rando's factory. Actually, that scene where he's uh attacking." The the factory, we see some functionality from uh, Gasback's weapon, which is the first time we really see him use is yeah. this gauntlet that lets off one hell of an electrical char- blast. Yeah, that, it definitely that takes ch- care of the robots. Well, it's like a multi-purpose gauntlet. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. It, is, it I, is. I like the design of that. I think this is the first time, but we hadn't really discussed that gauntlet yet, because this is the first time we see him really use it. I like his gun gun. Yeah, that mm-hmm. gun is pretty cool. The gun is awesome. I, it's I like a four-barrel totally fucking hand cannon. We cut to Vash leaving a note and some donuts for Amelia, which is really Aww. nice. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. We get a bunch of kids sneaking up on Vash. Again, I love that. Another callback. Yay. Uh, they, they try to shoot him with guns, and he chases after them. Toy, toy guns, obviously. Right. There's a line from Vash here where he says, I think he's talking to Meryl, where he says, uh, you look good for pounding as much booze as you did last night. I, no, I think that's actually... Yeah, I think he says it to Amelia. He says it to Amelia, actually, now I think about it. Mm-hmm. And we get the information here that Gasback attacked that nearby uh, factory. Factory? And Vash catches Amelia leaving. She catches on to his lying ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, they argue for a while until... It, it really... Interspersed with a blow-up doll being bouncing around on screen. Yeah, yeah. a really, <laughs> Menacingly. really large cowgirl comes bursting in on some sort of a giant kind of transport vehicle. Which mm-hmm. was on on the casino we saw in the beginning. Yes, yes. for those who, who pay attention, the, uh, the casino at the beginning, which we see a small kind of glimpse of, has this giant... Blow up, blow up, blow up, cowgirl, cowgirl. Which apparently he stole because he wanted that. He apparently really liked it. Well, wasn't it. the casino one of the other guys? That yeah. was, yes. That was, the, that was yeah, Dorino. Yeah, yeah so Dorino. he stole it yeah. from Dorino. Right. So that was kind of his, so, uh, his, his way of taking a little bit of a trophy, I guess. Well, he so, needed it. That's true. He did need it for this plot. Yeah. So Gasback comes in and once again shows off another functionality of his gauntlet, the uh, three-barreled uh, machine gun. Yeah. And starts shooting up the place. Absolutely. All crazy-like. Yeah, we get a crazy scene here. Um, <laughs> the bounty hunters are all 
are out in force. He calls them small timers and pretty much goes to work taking care of them pretty pretty quickly. Uh, during the chaos, Millie and Meryl go to the statue, <laughs> right, trying to get people to stay there to defend the statue. Right. Um, we get the gunfight, really flashy, kind of interesting gunfight between Gasback and and uh, this huge group of bounty hunters. We get a shot of Kane lamenting that the end seems to be near for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, the hunters try just about everything to stop gas back, you know, like the, the clown with the uh, rocket launcher and a throwing truck. eggs at him. Yeah, throwing eggs. Just about, again, about everything. Vash ends up saving a group of these people by uh, blocking gas back shots with a street sign, which yeah. is kind of a cool, right. kind of a cool scene there. Right. Very Gasp, But, but Gasback is such a badass that he, he shoots a flaming truck and it blows up. He doesn't look behind to see <laughs> the full explosion. He walks away without looking behind him. Yeah. <laughs> There's a truck. We know he's a badass. That is, that's how you know he's a badass. Um, eventually, Wolfwood then shows up and says that Gasback needs to pass, telling Vash that, you know, <laughs> just let this happen. What? Gasback needs to pass. Oh, jeez. Well, he does. He needs to get through. <laughs> does he squeak out his way in? Probably a little bit, yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Uh, Lord. I'll tell you when you're older. Give me strength. We get a war of words once again in ideals between Needle Noggin and Senpai. Yay! And Wolfwood uh, just about shoots Vash, actually, in their altercation. They, they, they actually have a pretty fun little uh, gunfight with they each do. other. They do. But... Wolfwood stops himself because Gasback makes it to his destination. And they said earlier in the uh, in the movie that as soon as Gasback makes it where it needs to go, his, contract's his contract is over. Right. So essentially, Wolfwood doesn't shoot, A, because it's Vash, and B, because, well, the contract contract's is over. So he's like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to have a cigarette now. Yep. Inside the mansion, Kane's two friends get shot, but yeah. not by Gasback. No, by Kane. Right. By Kane. Kane's an asshole and basically shoots the two. And says, hey... I uh, shot him. They were the ones that, that caused all the issues years ago. We cool? We cool. <laughs> Is it a heel turn if he's already a heel? I know. I just it's think, a deeper heel turn. No, I think it's just showing how much of an asshole he is. It's a face turn for them because they were attacked by their heel partner. There you go. Okay. I can see that. Okay. We'll go with that. This leads to Kane basically begging for his own life. And uh, Kane gets punched. And then, No, he gets flicked. Eh. And then Gasback aims, but Vash shows up. And not just Vash. Amelia! But also Amelia. This this is a a place to point out that Amelia's gun is really cool, too. No, Amelia's gun is pretty awesome. I like that sawed-off lever action. It's really cool. And it even has a little hangy uh, uh, charm thing. It's kind of a common thing with, uh, like, women in Japan. They have, like, those little charms on their cell phone. Like a cell phone ornament or something. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I, I like it, but at the same time, I was like, oh, man. Actually, my first That's thought was... That's why she's a girl. She has a charm hanging on. My first it. thought was it's the, like the uh, gun blade. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, 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 like Squall. Yeah. We get a scene where, uh, obviously, Vash does not want anyone to get hurt. He tries to stop <laughs> what happens here. But Amelia shows up to shoot and kill Gasback. So Vash, what he does is he sticks his finger inside <laughs> of... Uh, of inside the, of the barrel, the barrel of the gun. <laughs> At this point, then Kane decides that he's going to escape because Bash and Amelia are all kind of tied up, and he basically clings to a potted plant, apparently, and flies away on rocket <laughs> yep. potted plant. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, only in anime is that, oh, is o- that a sentence. Only in anime. Gasback wants to know if Vash is trying to save him like he did twenty years ago, and that is what clues Amelia in to holy crap. This is Vash, and this is the accomplice 
from 20 years ago. And that does not make her happy. She wants to know why he needs to save others. And to that, she says, when you save someone like Gasback, he just goes out there and kills more people. People die that wouldn't have had to have suffered. People like my mother. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Kind of makes Vash feel guilty here. And the story now comes full circle. We know what her motivation is, if you hadn't figured it out already. I mean, some, some of it. Like, like, this is a little bit of an added bit, right? That apparently he caused the death of her mother. We get a scene then with Wolfwood and Vash. It's that hope. typical anime thing of the yeah. characters got their eyes wide open, not blinking, just like yelling yes, and nodding. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Wolfwood comes in and he's just like, so you're being a pain in the ass as usual, I see, which is a, a really great, great line. I like that line. We kind of head back to Kane. Oh, my head. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, to uh, Kane and Gasback. Gasback says that uh, he's put together the ultimate heist. And apparently that means stealing the fucking plant. Right? I mean, Not yeah. the statue, like Kane thinks it is, but he literally takes the plant. Right. Which is cool. Yeah, it really is. But I have no idea how he drove that thing through the streets the way he wanted it. Too. Yeah, like this thing rolls through the streets and doesn't really hurt anyone. And just happens to go through the streets, doesn't hit the buildings. At first I thought it was Bash shooting it to keep it level. Oh, wow. That just so be... he was not killing people and, like, smashing up buildings. Yeah, I don't think so, though. Well, it wouldn't be, because Bash wouldn't be guiding it into the butt of the blow-up doll. Right, absolutely. Yeah, he would be trying to keep it, like, in place or something. Yeah. Absolutely. During this scene, the plant goes rolling through the streets and humorously, at one point, taking out a Bernard Daly sign, <laughs> which I, I like that little touch. That was a very clever little little bit to see there. And uh, the plant goes right for the statue, which ultimately stops it. We think it gives it a big hug. Actually, yeah, we think it's it's done. Oh, thank God! the The statue actually did save the day. Um, until that useless statue starts spinning, <laughs> and the plant continues to fly. Remember through. me. <laughs> Remember me. I, I'm just wondering how much of this was part of Gasback's plan that at this time, precisely at this time, it will stop. At the statue, the statue will turn to let it loose at the uh, other junction of the Bernard square. <laughs> well, the statue breaks, so uh, Bernard Daly is in a lot of trouble. Uh, Amelia goes <laughs> speeding off after the truck, because essentially what happens is the plant goes flying past the statue, rolls right into the back of the truck, right. nestled up against the blow-up doll. <laughs> right, right between his butt cheeks. Right, right there you go. Yep. Um, I love that. We, we get a scene actually before, which I do want to mention, the head goes rolling down the hill right mm-hmm. past Kane, which and, I, I and, find and great. And Gasback's like, that's the face I want to see. Yeah, pretty pretty good stuff. Right. Uh, Amelia speeds off after, and uh, Vash and Wolf will get in the car, as well as a bunch of bounty hunters. Like mm-hmm. they're basically all after him to try to stop him and get the reward. Hey, we hadn't seen a chase yet. Yeah, we get we get a chase now in this episode. Gasback gets into his getaway car. See the way it's wobbling; it looks like it's being pushed back and forth, like by gunfire or something. That so yeah, not... maybe, maybe. It I is mean, I don't think of... it is because like, yeah, I don't said, think like... it is. I think it's just weird. I think, I it's, think just... it's supposed to be they're trying to simulate the uh, way it would roll with an irregular surface like that. But it's not. That's not yeah, what's happening. No, no. Yeah. Because physics does not work like that. No, it's... But it's still kind of nifty. It, it's... <laughs> it's definitely convenient. <laughs> it's definitely convenient. Do you say now that she has a bubble butt? Oh, <laughs> my God. Dead ass. <laughs> Dead ass. Indeed. Uh, uh, Gasback's getaway car apparently has a cool swinging uh, hydraulic arm. Uh, which yeah. starts laying waste to the pursuers. Well, Amelia- if, it, if it's a transport, like they said, yeah. you'd want a crane arm to, no, lo- you would. to load it. Yeah. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Amelia gets up to the side and gets a shot at Gasback, but Vash literally gets on top of the vehicle to block the shot, only to get, to get shot himself. 
by the now evil uh, marshal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Shane yeah, Goodman. That's true, the marshal who has turned on the yeah, town. He heel turns. Yep. Sh- Shane Goodman, voiced by Robert McCullum. Vash goes down into quicksand, and, and Wolfwood cannot save and him. And clearly he's dead, and... We'll never we'll, be seen. We'll, we'll be dead for the rest of this episode, this movie. Yep, right. and and, ne- and for the series and everything. Actually, he stays gone for a really long time. Actually, surprisingly, we do, we do have a significant amount of time. And it just seemed like such funny fake drama. Yeah, especially if like you know the series and you know how it ends. You know this is in the middle of it. Yeah, um, that it's 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 definitely not necessary. Now, if you're new to this, uh, this is like your first time ever seeing right. anything. Try if that again, is the case, then yes, this could be a very interesting moment. And we just spoiled you. They hopefully have. Watt, listen to all of our series, yeah. but if they yeah. have started with this episode, there you go. Oh, it's a movie review. I'll start here. I'll start with this one. A cutaway to a sunset scene between Amelia and Wolfwood. Amelia stares forlornly at Vash's sunglasses, all that they have left of Vash at this point. Right. Uh, she asks how he could be so calm the moment before his death, and she compares this to her mom dying to save Gas back uh, as well. Wolfwood says that once a person is dead, they can no longer cast a die. Really running with that whole dice yeah, metaphor. Yeah, we have been. We find out that uh, Amelia and Senpai have delivered the bad news to the girls. and They have. Meryl is noticeably shaken, but worse off than maybe Vash's apparent death is the fact that the town is without power and yeah. everyone is freaking the fuck out. They're panicking. This and scene... they had, they had a, like a dying orphan hospital. <laughs> you know, you know, they really... They, I, that I, sounds like a goth band name, <laughs> Dying Orphan Hospital. It does. That that scene where they're like, oh my god, my, my child you know, needs a, a pump and we're hand pumping to keep him breathing. And it's just like, god, they're laying it on thick. And I think the only reason is because this is a scene where Amelia realizes, wow, oh, I was I'm, a a, bitch. I'm a terrible person because I just wanted revenge and I didn't really care of the fact that this town was without the, the power, and that's why Vash didn't want to kill this guy, so they can bring this back without... Well, that, that and I, I cared more about shoot. shooting him, and I didn't care if the plant got destroyed. Absolutely, because right. he's driving the damn truck. It could break yeah. and destroy the plant. Yeah. Well, the bullet almost hit it. That, yeah. too. We get another flashback of Amelia and her mom. Her mom shows and reveals a secret before she dies. We don't see what that secret is yet. We but, know it. But she, I know it. Can you guess what it is by now? Well, I know it. Okay, do you watch it? Okay, if, do you watch a lot of anime? Then you know what the secret is. Anime, my ass. Do you watch a lot of media? There you go. That's much better. Meryl is dedicated to heading back to tell the company about what happened to Vash, and we get another scene with Amelia and Wolfwood. She offers to hire him out as kind of a, a guard, a, a <laughs> gun. I love, and I love the agreement that he makes. He says, he says, I want all the cash you have on you in advance, and she and gives him a single coin. <laughs> yep. and he goes, and breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do this on an empty stomach. Yeah, and then he's apparently eating a breakfast burrito. And coffee. So, like, how did she pay for that? That's what I'm getting at. How did she pay for it if she gave Sex. him... Sex. Uh... Robbery? Robbery. Maybe she bullied it out of him. <laughs> um, she beat someone she, up. She, she found those two rapists and took their money. Maybe she cooked the breakfast? Oh, yeah. She still needs stuff to cook. Wow, that's wrong. That's so wrong. Anywho. Get in the kitchen and make me my breakfast. I didn't say that! How do you like your eggs? Fertilized? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. So we any- are horrible people. Any- and that's who. why people like us. So anywho, they show up. I don't up. know that people like us. <laughs> uh, look. So anyway, they show up brazen and ready for a fight. Uh, <laughs> a really cool action sequence. Yeah, we up. actually get a pretty neat one. Gasback's men are, are ready and lay the trap, uh, but it doesn't work. Wolfwood and Amelia are These people too- are fucking prepared. Yeah. They are and super they, prepared. And they, they just bitch slap the defenses. Literally... Wolfwood bitch slaps rock, rockets. Rocks fall, rockets, 
mortars. Yeah, yeah. she Jesus. slaps the mortars away with the with the uh, cr- machine with the guns. Machine, machine guns. guns right out of like Fallout Four. Yeah, they're they're turrets. I mean, they're not yeah. even yeah. guys with machine guns. They're fucking four Tormjorn caliber turrets. Would be jealous of those turrets. Uh, Amelia and Gasback end up having a one on one showdown. He claims that she is missing on purpose. Apparently. Um, maybe she's getting a little soft here. She's kind of thinking about what Vashon said. Yep. She was actually, apparently, though, aiming for the arm. And given the distractions, she takes control of the wheel of the vehicle. In true senpai fashion, he's wearing Vash's sunglasses. He is, which, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a cool touch. It really is. I really like that. Kind of riding in the battle with a little piece of Vash. <clears throat> right. That, that is to honor, cool. honor his friend. I like that a lot. She gains control of the vehicle only shortly because, well... That crappy-ass sheriff stops her in the attempt. Well, um, that and the chain. That, too. Yeah. That that also is part of it. Shane Goodman, what a dick. So he, An oxymoronic name, too. He, he puts a gun to her head until there's a gunshot. And <gasps> Vash shoots the sheriff's hand. Dun-dun-dun, surprise! <laughs> Vash shot the sheriff. And he wasn't dead. Vash is alive. We get a weird remix of the opening theme, and I kind of like it. Yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty it's, it's actually hardcore. pretty neat. I didn't hear that in my version. Oh, yeah. You, you didn't get that? Oh, you were That might have been one. Yeah, I was listening to... He was uh, listening to the, uh, to the sub, sub. Oh, okay. Also, at this point, I had the sound off because I was supposed to be Eating. working. I say, oh, you're working? Or <laughs> yeah, I was working. Oops. Um, but you. Let's near the end. Maybe you were maybe you're eating when you were watching this part. So, yeah, we get the cool remix. Um, apparently, the bullet struck a, a chunk of Thomas meat when Vash was shot. Um, which is, I, which I like that because that's, I love the little build up, the little subtle, like, oh, this meat is tough, this meat is tough, all throughout. And then he's like, oh, good thing I, the, the bullet hit this, this meat. From the look of the meat. Yeah. I think they were kind of going with like a bonito thing. Okay. Cause they take the fish and they dry it. Uh-huh. And they let it get really super hard. Uh-huh. And then like when you get bonito flakes to make a dashi or to put over sushi or something. Uh-huh. Okay. They basically just, it's they like peel a piece it. of, no, it's not a peel it. It's like a piece of fucking wood and they, they scrape it. Oh. Now, if you see one of those fold-on chunks, that's kind of what the Thomas meat looked like. Oh, so I think it's okay. dried Thomas meat to be like Thomas Benito. That's kind of cool. I, I, think, I think that's a pretty good idea. I, I, I like that. That's, that's neat. Uh, we get a scene out in the, the desert, a flashback scene, where Vash scares the shit out of Millie and Meryl. He's like, oh, thank God, the insurance girls found me. <laughs> well, it was, uh, it was when Meryl fell into the sand pit, uh, apparently Vash had grabbed the Thomas's tail and, and, pulled, himself and pulled himself out. <laughs> pretty great. Wolfwood then says... He'll uh, have to kick Vash's ass later. I like that mm-hmm. a little bit, too. Gasback then says he wants a man-to-man fight. Uh, if Vash wins, he'll leave. And he tosses a coin. Yeah, we get a, we get a flashback to the episode with BDM, mm-hmm. um, where he says, you know, we'll start once this coin hits the ground. Right. Uh, and they start running, and then when the coin hit, uh, hits, they start firing. And it's a great uh, gun duel. Vash and Gasback are trading shots with each other. Gasback... Dual wielding his gauntlet and his really big fucking gun, and Vash just shoots him in his fucking leg. <laughs> On the inner thigh, man, right that's a dangerous dick. spot. That like, actually that is that, a really dangerous spot to shoot there's someone. There's an artery there. Yeah, um, but it's Vash, so he probably knew exactly where to shoot. Right. Um, so Gasback uh, goes to shoot again. Vash shoots him a second in time sh- in the shoulder this time to drop his gauntlet. And yeah. obviously that thing's heavy because his, his arm just kind of drops like a rock. Um, and apparently Gasback uses some sort of weird steam system in mm-hmm. his arm to raise his arm. Which is which, probably the name. I yeah. Mean, really. Re- honestly. And he More looks like he's in super pain doing this, but he knows he has to if he's going to defeat Vash here. Right. But each shot misses Vash, uh, and Vash then shoots the ammo from the gun out of the gun, Fucking and then shoots again awesome. and blows up the ammo. Really, really a cool... You ever had yeah. a firecracker blow up in your face? 
No. Appar- apparently Gasback has. Yeah, because that's um, painful shit. <laughs> that is That was a really, really cool scene. I like right. the end of the fight. So Amelia then comes, uh, kind of comes to terms with what happened with her mom. Uh, Vash apologizes. And then Gasback's gun arm starts to glow and lets out electricity. But! Danger! Danger! High voltage! He's entering his final form. <laughs> he, he is. Oh, wow, it really is. And, uh... So that shows he's not as honorable as BDN. No, definitely not. This guy is not as honorable. He's kind of a scumbag. Yeah. He unleashes his lightning strike. And you think Shit, this man. would destroy Vash, but something is blocking it. And we see it's Amelia standing there with her arm outstretched. And there's some weird thing on her arm. We find out that it's a glove. It's the power glove. I thought she was a robot at first. Now you're playing I, with... I thought that too. I thought it too. I was yeah. watching this. I'm like, holy crap, she's a cyborg. Uh, she's got a gun arm like Vash. But no, instead what it is is that she's wearing a glove that apparently was made by Gasback. Yeah. Amelia, we find out, is then, we find out, is Gasback's daughter. Dun, uh, dun, dun! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also find out that the town didn't help them because they were related to Gasback. That's why At least that her was mother a little, died. little bit of backstory. That's a little bit of backstory there. Yeah, it was a pretty, added. Pretty interesting. Um, pretty that, interesting that, that, she, that she needed to go see a doctor. She needed help. And the town said, fuck you. You're related to Gasback. You're 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 part of his family. Um, we're not so going to help you at all, which you. is kind of sad. It, it's really sad yeah. that the doctor wouldn't do that. Um, that's going against the Hippocratic oath, right there. Amelia aims it's more at, of a hypocritic oath. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Hypocritical. That was a joke. <laughs> that was what I was going for. Uh, yep. um, Amelia aims at Gasback and fires into the air. However, turns the gun upwards. Like she just don't care. Yeah, because <laughs> she don't. Uh, she talks to her mom in her mind, saying that. This isn't what she would have wanted. So she's kind of come full circle and decided she's not going to kill her father. How, how good of her. You know, uh, you know, I, I would love to have one of those moments where, where someone goes... Where you decide not to kill your father? <laughs> no, no. A moment... Just <laughs> no, where, no, where, I don't want to do that. Where someone goes, well, that's not what they would have wanted. Yeah, but this is what I want. She's, uh, she then says, maybe this means I cast a die too. Guess that means I can't make fun of you, can I? Too Vash. <laughs> And out of nowhere, Kane shows up. Right. And right. I'm not sure what's going on. He's got he's like... He's got like a missile with his face on He's it. got yeah. the, the head from the statue, I think, yeah, I think right? he stuck the head of the statue on the, on the potted end of the plant launcher? rocket. I think it's a potted plant rocket. Is it? Because he did escape on a potted plant rocket. Kane has lost it. He, oh, God, yes. Kane wants revenge. He's he's basically crawled his whole way here with this giant thing to get revenge on Gasback. With his face on... Yeah, I don't think it's a potted plant. It's kind of I, big. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, It looks like it's a ballistic missile. And I, my one of my favorite parts of the whole episode, Vash like, says, Hey, Wolfwood, you got this one. Because I think it's a call <laughs> to earlier in the episode when Vash is like, Why do you have to do everything? And Vash right. says, All right, you got this one. And, the Punisher uh, cross looks different in this scene. Like yeah. the black... Yes. Yeah, I, no, I don't, I don't no, remember I don't that think, before. I don't think that was from the from the statue. It just looks like a his like a bronze of his face. So uh, <laughs> so so Kane decides he's going to fire this thing, but Wolfwood shoots one bullet into it, and it kind of blows up. Well, uh, fade, we get a white, we get, a yeah, white we, out. we get a fade to the credits, and that's the movie. But uh, let's talk about the credits a little bit. We get some interesting scenes in the credits. Yeah, it's, not, it's really not the movie because yeah, it's, it's doing the uh, yeah, it's doing a wrap up. Yeah. yeah, montage, an, ep- an epilogue. We get uh, a sand, like a, like a get, fucking fake game. Yeah, we get we get a sand steamer full of uh, ruffians, all those uh, people leaving. We get a shot of the fucking sick kid, um, <laughs> yeah. to show, just to show you that he's there, that he's alive, he's alive. He didn't um, die. We don't know that. We just know the thing is pumping. Well, they're smiling. <laughs> they're um, happy. They can be delusional. 
They're happy. He's in a persistent. Maybe, maybe they have state. insurance on him from Bernard Daly, and they're going to get a nice payout. There you go. Um, yeah. Vash and Wolfwood are wandering through the, the, the rebuilding of the town and the desert. And they're um, talking. Apparently, Amelia gave all of the money to the town, we find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wolfwood says, you know, you know, he wanted at least some of the money. Right. $300 million double dollars, though. That's a lot of money. It is. But she did the right thing. She, she atoned did. for her for her mistakes and decided to give it to the town so they can rebuild mm-hmm. and everyone can, can go on living. Millie and Merrill claim uh, that they don't have to pay for the insurance, apparently, which is good, due to the underhanded tactics of Kane. The fact that he was a, a criminal. Criminal and they just, a fake name. Yeah, they decided. <laughs> the, the, the insurance claim was Thank God. It was fraudulent. Yes, yeah, yeah, so it was fraud. Fraudulent. They decided, thank God, we don't have to do this. We don't have to pay out the money, and, no, and Bernard Daly won't go down. Yeah, we'll, we're going to go back and report, and then we're going to find you later. That's yeah, a kid, though. His insurance play out that... That's true. Uh, Kane's cronies escape apparently, so that's good, I guess. No, you know, they, no. they turned face. No, they're, they they've been arrested too. But were they, they like, arrested? Yes, well, I thought right, they escaped. Right. Oh, I guess you're right. They yeah. are arrested. They I, are arrested, I, I, but I they that. look happy. They look content. Like, huh? See, they're, oh, they're I guess you're right. They, they are yeah. looking content. Like, okay, we can now live. You know, I don't care. I we've lived a life. We, we're good. We get final shot with gas back, and this actually this is the this is the part I like the most of the storyline. Because uh, we see a scene of him with Amelia's mom, and she gives, she is given um, the, gaunt- the gift, the, the gauntlet that the power, uh, the, the power glove that Amelia kind of wielded at the end of the of the movie. Wolfwood then realizes that uh, if Vash hadn't saved Gasback at the beginning of the movie twenty years ago, Amelia never would have been born because she's nineteen. Which is, I like that a little bit. I think that's that's probably, I think, the the, the coolest part about the whole backstory mm-hmm. is the fact that, so, like, they're, Vash they're, is the reason why she Amelia exists. She exists. Yeah. I, that's really cool. Well, and they, well, he saved Gasback, and Gasback, like, coming so close to dying, just, he was down to clown. Probably. <laughs> yes. And got a wife out of it. Yes. He, maybe he tried to settle down. And then the town turned against him, and then he realized, well, I gotta go. And then I thought he was just so, so horny, because, you know. Maybe. Yeah, that, that, adrenaline. That, that could be possible. Um, but but it, it's kind of a nice nice thing, because throughout the movie, they keep talking about the consequence of Vash's actions of keeping uh, Gasback alive, that they didn't see the good thing that came out of it, which was Amelia. Yeah, no, it, it's it, it's kind of, it's a good way to wrap it up. It I, is. Yeah. And then, <laughs> even though Gasback didn't wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> so, we, uh, we end the movie with a scene where, basically, Vash finds a clipping, and it's for about, about some other bad guys, and... He t- does a complete 180 and walks in a different direction. Wolf was like, where are you going? Actually, more of a 90 degree. Yeah. And he said, wait a minute. You're not involved in this in any way, are you? And <laughs> he keeps walking and, and somebody's like, Bash, what are you going to do? You know, and, and, and follows after him. He's just... And what I would have liked a, just a tiny bit more, it's a good ending. It's a fun, I like ending with the, with the humor. What, what I think would have been even cooler is if they would have had, let's say, whatever villain you know, the next episode, like, where it fits in, but, like, right. the plot, like, you're like, oh, it's the, you know, oh, the Nebraska's or something, yeah. you know, right. like, that would have been a cool little right. Easter egg at the yeah. end, and given us an idea exactly where it was in the series, but, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the, that's the movie, that's it. Uh, so, we'll, uh, do a little wrap-up here. What are your guys' thoughts about Trigun Badlands Rumble? It's a fun movie. It feels just like an hour and a half long ver- episode of the series. We discussed it earlier that, that you made the point that we've we've discussed before about how wouldn't it have been great if such and such episode had time to really develop, have have a good good sense of character development. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things this episode or see episode. You keep saying episode, yeah. This movie does is it gives us a good character development in, in the form of Amelia where she's 
going through these beats of being a vengeful uh, woman, uh, coming to realize the consequences of her actions, and then turning around and doing the right thing. It's definitely her journey. The movie definitely focuses on uh, Amelia's journey. That's that's where the strong, the main focus is. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. If it if you were completely new to Trigun, I think you'd find more value out of it than being someone who watches Trigun. I'm not saying it's bad at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of eh, it's okay. Yeah, I enjoyed the animation uh, for the most part. The voice acting was good, but at the end, the the story was pretty paint by the numbers. You know, the the twist at the end was kind of not really a twist when you figure out that Amelia's relationship to Gasback. I mean, and there's a lot of lot of tropes that you see in there, a lot of common tropes like the orphan badass child uh, yeah. trope of of Amelia. But it's still enjoyable to watch. So I wouldn't say don't watch it. Just understand that you know if you see anime or if you if you've seen Trigun, you kind of know what you're going to get into, and that's not a bad thing. No, but what do you think of this movie? For the most part, I agree with Josh. Um, I think it could have been handled. And maybe it would have been too condensed, but I could see it being two episodes. Mm-hmm. There was some stuff that could have been cut. And I think maybe giving Amelia a little bit more to be remorseful about, mm-hmm. or highlighting it would have helped. And some of the CGI was kind of ugly. Some of the, especially the, some of the early stuff. There's a smoke cloud behind a car that was just like a CGI condom rolling on. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. This is the first time I've seen this, actually. Okay. And, but there was a lot in it to enjoy. Yeah, if you're a fan of Trigun, certainly. If you're not a fan of Trigun, it's probably... It's a complete story. Yeah, I mean, it's a complete story, but it's all... Uh, it's almost a condensed version of Trigun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Especially like the early episodes. Yeah, exactly. N- yeah. Not a bad introduction to those that, that have no idea what Trigun right. is. And a lot of cool designs. It looks like they sat on it for a few years. Oh, about, like, yeah. Stuff they could have designed. And, and then just yeah. crammed it all in. Like, that's why they did it. Just cram it all into one. Yeah, and they, they had some visual ideas that they needed to kind of just put out there. And I think yep. that it, it turned out well, pretty, pretty well overall. Yep. Um, yeah, and I don't have much to add. Uh, I remember the first time I watched this movie. I ended up falling asleep first time I watched this movie. Hmm. Um, but that's not no, not out of the normal for me in general. But um, it didn't grip me as much. Now, when I sat down to watch and take notes for the review, uh, I found more stuff that I liked this time around. Uh, I think especially now that we've finished talking about and really kind of dissecting the series, it was it was a fun sort of thing to kind of see what they did uh, mm-hmm. after the fact. You mm-hmm. know, kind of, you know, it'd been so long and kind of bringing these characters back. I like, even though it's it, it feels different with some of the animation and stuff, a lot of, like, character faces, character interactions felt super sincere and exactly like the anime. Right. Um, you know, there are a lot of moments with Meryl where it's just like that is totally how Meryl would mm-hmm. act, her face, everything, um, you know, just like the, the original. So... I like that. I, I like the new voice actors. Um, mm-hmm. They they did a really good job in their roles. Um, I really liked Gasback as a villain. I thought he was interesting, and I liked the kind of other side of the villainy with like Kane, your cowardly villain versus right. your kind of like real badass villain. You yeah. had both the kind of play chicken shit heel and your monster heel. Absolutely, it was there a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. So I enjoyed it quite a bit, uh, and I hope that you guys out there enjoyed it too. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we kind of close up here? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, Next week, we are going to come back with our first of our summer viewing, which I believe we're going to be talking about Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll have to talk a little bit off off the air to figure out how exactly we want to kind of format that. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll kind of discuss that and kind of our impressions and thoughts on that and have that released for you. And then we'll move on to Bill's Choice, which I think Bill has... Chosen something, but I don't think he's mentioned it on the air. Do you no, want to? Do you, you, you want to go ahead and mention it now to get people if they have time, if they want to go check it out? I kind of want to wait a little later in the year for this, 
But uh-huh. now's the time it's going to happen. Both of my cohorts have not seen Over the Garden Wall. It's available on Hulu. It's a mini series that aired on Cartoon Network a few years ago. Okay. Okay. And it is phenomenal. All right. So if you want to check out Dragon Ball Z Abridged, you can find that on YouTube and on their uh, website, which is Team4Star.com. Team4Star.com. And then you can check out Over the Garden Wall as well on Hulu. And uh, Um, we will be back with those two uh, the next couple weeks. And then I have yet to pick mine. I will hopefully have it picked by the time we do the Dragon Ball Z episode. And I will let you guys know on that episode what we're going to be reviewing two weeks from now. I will close it out by saying one more thank you to Superfan Matthew, our first patron. Um, appreciate you so much uh, for your contribution to the Patreon. If you want to check out our Patreon and help us out, patreon.com slash Japanese. He's going to get all kinds of really cool stuff uh, just for supporting us. So uh, thank you so much. We are going to be back next time with what we've mentioned, uh, Team Four Stars, Dragon Ball Z Abridged. But once again, we've been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime I don't know if we actually said our names at the beginning. We might not I have. Don't I don't we think we did our did. introductions. Um, but, uh, well, if they haven't listened to us before the first time, that's going to be uh, interesting. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> my, my name is Andy. I'm Josh. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Wait, she's his daughter? Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. Geekdom.